service, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, well, Shorty. Second service, it's a statement, Tom. <laughs> I told the team, I said, get that small stool out there. For like that? You know, Does that look good? <laughs> get this out of here. Okay. Go get, I want a better go, stool. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, how? Uh, good, morning. good morning. So good to see everybody in balcony people. Yeah, getting up there. Yeah. Hey. Um, so, in person, let, let me just remind you of something, or if you're, if you're new with us today, so if you felt like you were late and worship was starting, and you're like, what time did they start? Well, you were late, yes and no, right? Because of our online campus, and greetings to everyone online, we had to start two minutes before the hour, so that's why it had already yeah, started. We started two minutes early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Anyway, what a great way to get people to church on time, huh? Don't you think? Well, it's something that we have to do. So anyway, welcome. Psych. So how many dads, you got breakfast in bed this morning. Raise your hand. Good job, okay. moms. Like nobody? Serious? Well, there were, there were only two in the first gathering. So okay, how many wish you would have? Okay, a, f a, f a few there. There you go right there. Yeah. Um, how many have plans for later today? Okay, all right. So, all right, really all right. celebrating our dads in this community, okay. eh? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What you, so, a couple of dad jokes, huh? Yeah. Maybe a couple? Well, I, I got one. You got you one. You got one? I, I want to hear yours. Okay, so, how do you tell if it's a dogwood tree? By the bark. Yeah. That's just a bad joke. Okay, that's stupid, isn't it? Yeah. That's bad. Okay, what do you got? Uh, oh, should I say the same one as last service? That's sure. all I got. Yeah, why not? Okay, so, did you know? That you can't laugh loudly in Hawaii, but you can do aloha. <laughs> Hot dog. Come on. That's okay, good. No, that's, that's, that's good. Bad. That's bad. Right You'll there, get so. it. It's, it's intellectual. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard one to get. You'll get it when you're driving home. It's a good one. Yeah, okay. Think so, about it. If you don't know this, guys, Josiah and I'm Tom, and we get to serve together here at Gateway with all of you. So thank you for coming. Um, I'm going to pray in just a moment, but today we're talking about something really, really important. Um, I thought last week Mario just did a phenomenal job in teaching about, about prayer, but there are two parts of prayer, and so we're going to talk about the second part, which is listening. Hmm. Listening well so that we can respond well. Let's think about that for a moment. I've got a couple questions to ask you, but I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would just like impact um, all of our lives, ours in included, with what he has for us. Can we do that? So, Father, thank you that we can come together this morning. As we lifted your name in worship, we were reminded again that there is only one Lord, there's only one God, and we worship you. You are worthy of our worship. And so we come today with open hearts and open hands. Father, would you be our teacher today? Would you just... Um, by your spirit and through your spirit, just impact our hearts, Lord. Let us have open ears to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listening well so that we can respond well. Now, let me ask you a couple of questions, okay? Um, how many are, you are really good listeners? Raise your hand. Okay, we got about three. Okay. I don't know if your wife agrees. Online, okay? Like, you're a good listener. Put it in the chat box here. How many are better talkers? Then you are listeners. Okay, okay, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah like that. And uh, so how many wish that the person who's the better talker would be the better listener? 
Okay, yeah, that's, that's kind of a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so has this ever happened to you? You are um, you're asking directions from somebody, right? So you stop your car, maybe you go into the service station or something, and, and you ask for directions, and you get out to the car, and you drive off, and you can't remember the directions. Has that happened? Yeah. Yeah, and you, you, hope you're, you hope your spouse is listening, right? Because yeah. you don't know. Well, especially now that, like, people, yeah. especially when people use street names. I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. They're like, turn left on Lincoln and right on, and I'm like, just tell me, like, turn left to Taco Bell and write it. I know okay, where those you, places you, you are, right? right? I know where right. all those are. Right. Um, so I guess it just kind of, kind of comes down to a really key question today. Do we have a listening problem? Do we have a listening problem? And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to see through the prayers of Nehemiah, and by the way, throughout the book of Nehemiah, and I just, I just encourage you to jump in and, and, and begin reading if you haven't done that already, you'll be able to identify some 14 prayers of Nehemiah. But what we're going to discover today, there, there was another side of his, his praying, and that has to do with his listening. So we're going to talk about listening well so we can respond well. Right. But let's go back a couple weeks. Well, yeah. If, if, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's focus on this for first okay. because... As a, as a father, uh, I myself am a father, yeah. um, and as a husband, it's important that we really do this, right? Like, ladies, this is what you want from your husband, right? Less talking and more listening. More listening. Sometimes, guys, that's kind of what we want from our wives. No offense, ladies, but that's kind of what we want. We need to be doing less talking and more listening. And so Nehemiah is, actually builds up to this really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been talking about that over the last few weeks. Um, yeah, and I, I'm that guy, you know who I, I kind of feel like, and I mean, this really speaks to me because I feel like, like more words are, that's better. It's going to fix it. It's going to fix it, but it doesn't. It doesn't always fix it. So, so in the last few weeks, we've been talking about how if, if, if to, to, what's here, three weeks ago, you spoke about purpose and how yeah. our purpose is more important than our position. Yeah. How if, 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 if basically if where we're at now might be more important than the vocation. And do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so let's, let's kind of do a quick review. So if you've been with us, um, then this will be familiar to you. But we talked about, right, three kings, three returns, and three leaders. So when we're reading the book of Nehemiah, we understand that Ezra and Nehemiah really comprise one book. And so it's one story, so we should read them as one. But even though there are three kings, three retir- returns, and three leaders, there's what? One God who directs, directs all. Um, the leaders, Zerubbabel. The prince, right? Say that uh, five times fast. Yeah, Zerubbabel, Ezra, <laughs> priest and scribe. And then Nehemiah, a layman. Now, there's something here <clears throat> that I don't want us to miss. It's easy to, easy to I think, to miss it. Um, there are those, and I don't think any of you, okay, but there are those who feel like that this purpose and mission that we are called to as a, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, it, you know, that's, that's for more of the professional people, the people who get paid to do what they do, right? People who are in, in position. So you got Zerubbabel and you got Ezra, but Nehemiah, don't miss it, he, he's a layman. He, he, he's a cupbearer, right, in the king's, king's court. Just because he wasn't a professional, quote unquote, didn't take him out of God's purpose and plan. Meaning we all have a purpose. We, God's got a plan for all of us to be involved in seeing his kingdom move forward in, in making disciples. So let me just throw something up here real quick. Vocation versus occupation. So just think about it for just a moment. So um, we are all in the same occupation. 
Every follower of Jesus, you and I, are in the occupation of the same purpose, the same, same plan, same purpose of carrying out the mission of Jesus, of, of going into all the world wherever we are and making disciples. The same occupation. Our vocation differs. So some of us go to an office. Some of us go to a job site. Some of us um, um, go to a coffee store. Wh whatever our vocation is, it's different, but our occupation is the same. And so we had the joy of working together to make, make disciples. So like, we're, we're in this thing together. We're in this thing together. Yeah. So that's, that kind of like dovetails the very first week um, that we talked about. Yeah, which purpose, was right. purpose over position, right. which is talking about like, what if what you're doing today is actually God's purpose for you, and it's going to be part of what God uses tomorrow. Right. Um, and I think that that's, that's an encouraging thought, to, that we get to be part of God's purpose, right? Like, I, I'd like to think my life has purpose. It has different occupations throughout the life, but I know that my purpose is, is it doesn't change. My purpose right, is, right. is what Scripture calls us to. And then last week, Mario actually killed it. I yeah, thought he did a, thought a phenomenal so. job. Yeah. He was talking about the prayer and kind of how do we pray and what are we asking God of um, and kind of how do we handle ourselves in that time in between. Um, and so the challenge that he gave us was like, are we praying that we get to be part of God's plan? And that's, that's, a, that's a big statement because I think a lot of times we treat God like he's just like Santa Claus or like, yeah. you know, a vending machine that we just put our prayers in and we should get something out, right? But the truth is um, we should be praying that God would actually let us be vessels and, and, and use us. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did. He prayed um, throughout his life. And it, it's easy to think that like that's just a normal thing. Every Christian should do that. But I think a lot of times I find myself, God's put me in a position to go and do something, and I realize halfway through doing it, have I prayed about this yet? Have I, like, have I asked God to be here with me? Am I listening to what God has, or am I living out what I think we should be living out? And so um, in Nehemiah, we see it before he set out on the project that God called him to, which was rebuilding that wall, he prayed. Um, before he approached the king, he prayed. And when he was in trouble and facing opposition, opposition, he prayed. And I think that that's a, a beautiful testimony. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, it's easy in theory, but difficult to do in practice. Yeah, and so, so all, through all Nehemiah's prayers, we see listening taking place. His prayer life included listening. So how many of us ask this question in our prayer life would say, our prayers consist more of talking than listening? Just think about that. You don't even have to raise your hand um, on that one. I would mind right there. But so often my prayer life is, God, here's what I want you to do, or God, here's my need. Now, now, he invites us into that place, right, to present our needs to him. He does. But what about the listening part? How many times do my prayers consist more of, God, this is what I want you to do? And I finish my prayer life, my prayer time, and when I look back, it's, it's just like a lot of talking. And not so much listening on my part. So I've had to kind of work through um, the whole teaching this morning. So someone said this way, like, when you're teaching, you kind of like, you got one finger forward and how many backwards? Yeah, three, right? So it feels like it's more about me and I, than probably, probably you. But how many of us need to shift our prayer life to talking less and listening more? Think about that. Um, Sometimes I think that in our, in our prayers, I kind of envision this a little bit, 
And it, it, you're, like, you're like, well, God would never do that. Well, I don't, I don't know. How many times do you think that when we're praying, God, if he could shout at us, would say, if you would just like stop talking, I'd like to an answer you. I mean, do you ever feel that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, just listen up for just a little bit. So Nehemiah prayed, but he listened. In chapter 1, verse 4, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. It was a time of, of listening. He placed himself in a position to not only lift his prayers to the Lord, but also to hear from him and to listen. As a result, God placed his task on his heart. So Nehemiah chapter 2. So I went to Jerusalem and was there for three days. Then I arose in the night. I had a few men with me, and here it is. I had not told them what God had put in my heart to do in Jer for Jerusalem. That's a result of listening. So what we want to share today, and you might want to write them down. They're going to be challenging, I promise you, because they're challenging to me, and I think they will be to you as well. Five listening requirements. You ready? Yeah. Okay, you have to respond just a little bit more there. Are you ready? Five listening requirements, you know, for our, our, our prayer life. I don't think they're so, listening. Okay. Yeah. All right. Before we jump into this, I do want to make a very big statement here. Um, Sarah, I'm not saying I do all these perfectly, okay? When I'm talking to you, Jen, I mean, it speaks for itself. So okay. let's, let's get into this. Okay. Uh, so first requirement. First one is this. Listen. Listening requires silence, which is, I mean, a weird thing to think about. When you think yeah. of conversation, you don't, you don't realize, but there is silence that has to take place in a conversation. And a lot of times, we treat God like it doesn't. Like, there, it's a one-sided conversation, right? Like, um, I, I, I look at this verse. Psalm 62, 5 says this. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is in him. We are called to wait in silence. It would be as if having a, a really important conversation with somebody where you bring it to them, you're asking them a question, not only asking them a question, but making requests, and you don't allow them to respond. It would be odd if I went into Tom's office, asked for a promotion, which I deserve, Tom, and, um, and I start listing out all the things, all my requirements. I, I got this and this and this, and oh, I did this and I did this, and then I just talk for 30 minutes about how amazing I am or all the things that I need or all the, the things my family needs. And then I'm like, okay, thanks, bye. And I just walk out of the room. I don't give Tom a chance to respond, which your response would be? No. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> if you don't allow time for a response, it's simply you're not giving God time to respond to the requests you've made. And sometimes you don't even need to make the requests out loud. Like, he knows your heart. He knows what's on your heart. Yeah. He knows what you're thinking. Um, and so, for me, I find myself in this spot a lot, especially on Wednesdays uh, before youth group. I, I like to just kind of get amped up for the day. So, like, in the morning, it's tough for me to find a, a, like a silent house doesn't exist at my house. Uh, but silence doesn't mean noise. It means it's calming down your heart, slowing down your rhythm, and, and just being in the presence of God. And so I do that with my girls on Wednesday mornings. We sit, and we listen to music, and we listen to worship music, and um, I spend time in prayer, and I get ready for the day. And um, on days when I do that effectively, I notice that my whole attitude at youth group that night is different. My messages change 
in the mornings when God speaks to me and says, say this. And um, so what I would encourage you guys is, is this, is in order to do this, we have to be intentional. And intentionally silent is not something that the world promotes very often. And so there are ways that we can do that. I would, I would recommend if it means success for you, set a time for when you're going to just spend some time in the quiet. Um, set a place. It could be a spot in your home where you know that every day I go to this, this recliner and I experience some time and quiet. And then also it's really important, this one, is to set a goal for that time. Set a goal for that time of silence. And it might be that you get a cup of coffee and by the time you're done drinking that cup of coffee, yeah, you're, you're not going to say one word the entire time. Do you think you could do that? Raise your hand if you don't think you could do that. Like if you couldn't have one thought, oh, wow, none of you are bold enough to raise, I'll raise my hand. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's it is tough to do that. Um, set aside the time and be really, really intentional about it. Yeah, exactly. So I actually do the coffee thing. So my, because my, I get so many random thoughts coming into my head all the time. Mm. And so I do the coffee thing where I, I'm going to just be silent before the Lord. And you know what? It is something that's hard and something that you have to intentionalize. I'm going to prepare my heart and listen to the Lord. Okay, the, the, the second one, we're going to build a list here. And you can give up there. The second one, but don't, there you go right there. Plug the ears. Now, okay, I'm going to explain that for just a moment. Because no teen here is allowed to, when your parents are talking to you, to plug your ears, okay? So get that straight. So that's not what we're talking about. But we need to have plugged ears. Listening requires plugged ears to the noise without and the noise within. Just think about that. Think for just a moment all the noise in the world today that you're hearing and that I'm hearing. And all the noise is coming against the purpose of God. You hear it and I hear it. Nehemiah heard it, and he chose wisely not to listen to the noise first from the outside. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1. Now when Sanballat heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly engaged, and he did what? He jeered at the Jews. He mocked them. That's what that word means. He scoffed them. He sneered at them. There was a lot of noise happening from from the outside, and what happens when we begin to listen to that noise, and we don't plug our ears to that noise, we don't shut it out. I mean, discouragement has a real possibility of setting in. Everybody's coming against you, and everybody's coming against us, you know, trying to throw out the purposes of God from moving forward. We need to, we need to be people who go like, well, I'm just not going to listen to that, right? We understand that we're on the side of God as we move forward in life. So does the outside noise seem familiar to you? Just think about that for just a moment. And even think, maybe it's at work, maybe it's in your office, maybe it's wherever you are. Um, you know, it comes across the radio, it comes across the TV. Um, there's outside noise. They seek to stop and hinder the work of God building his kingdom. In our listening to God, we stop listening to the voices from the outside. But what about the noise from the inside? Because I think that can even be more problematic at times than the outside noise. Noise from the inside. And it's some of it like we would never share with anybody. So we have, number one, what? Silence. Number two, plugged ears. We'll get number three in a second. Plugged ears. So let's leave the list up so you can see that. The noise from the 
inside that you're not even telling people about says this, who are you? You ever have that? Maybe you picked that up from somebody. I, I don't know. Or may, maybe this, you're not good enough. Have you ever heard that? How about you don't have the talent? Or, or maybe the noise from the inside is like you tried once, but you failed. And so if you try again, you're only going to fail again. Maybe that noise from the inside started from the outside and it just kind of worked itself in. And now that's what you're dealing with. Maybe for some of us, they, those words came or that noise, you know, that we're carrying with us. It came from maybe your, the parents that you had, maybe that wasn't a good experience for some. And that's true, it hasn't been. Maybe close friends that you used to have. Gets kind of close, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. I've been there. I think probably we all have in some way or another. And all of a sudden that noise from the inside begins to take us away from God's purpose for us. How about our own insecurities? How about that? You worked really hard on something. You even felt like it, like, like it was what you were called to do. And somebody completely rejected you. Do you get it? The noise from the inside. Like it can be more problematic than the noise from, from the outside. You worked really, really hard, and all of a sudden, boom, that's just no good. Jen and I were on, years ago, we were on a cruise, and uh, <clears throat> we were touring the Panama Canal. And um, the guide, we were going by these trees, and he looked up in the tree, and here were all these bird nests. So they were like, you know, I think they were like maybe that long or something like that, you know, quite, quite long. And then he began to tell us a story of this bird nest. You know, it had the nest and then a little hole in the bottom where, you know, the birds would go in. And they would have their young and that type of thing. So um, what he told us was it was the male bird, his job to build the home, build the nest. That was his job, right? And she didn't work on it at all. She's making eggs in her belly. She's yeah, sure. yeah. So, but she was the inspector. Which that I think that pretty, sounds familiar. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and so what would happen, once the nest or the home was completed, then she would come by and inspect it. And if she didn't like it, she would, with her beak, snip off the nest, and it would fall to the ground. And the poor dude's got to start all over again. You know, I mean, like, that's, how would you feel? I it's mean, brutal. Like, yeah. So all of a sudden you go like, man, I'm going to do this again? Think about it. I'm just in an insert. What's the inside noise that maybe you're dealing with today, right, that we need to plug our ears to? Because I am so grateful and I am so thankful that the strength that you and I live in is not from our own. It's from Jesus, right? And his right. spirit in us. Yeah, and that bleeds into the next one beautifully because sometimes when we're in that yeah. listening space, um, we grow impatient. Yeah. And that's the next one is we must be patient. There we go. And uh, I mean, I hate that word. Yeah. I hate that word. 
And I don't use that. I don't use the word hate. I hope Alexis didn't even hear me say that, but I hate that word. Because patience is not something that we have. In fact, some of you are sitting here. I guarantee it. Some of you are sitting here and you're going, they're only on number three. (laughs) And there's five. And there's five to go. Gosh. If that's you, I'm speaking directly to you, okay? (laughs) Open your ear canals and listen to this, okay? We need to have patience because we live... We live in like the craziest, most upbeat time ever. I ordered uh, what are the, hot, the little hot burlap hop sacks. I needed some of those. They were at my house within like 12 hours. Like I ordered it online and it was at, on my porch within 12. Like we are so now, now, now. Everything is now. I need to know now. I remember back when we... I don't know. Like, I'm thinking that's God. The Lord is in this place. I don't know what's... Am I, am I muted? There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. I, I, so, was, a, I was a little... I got a little, little like, spooky. what's going on here? We're, Sorry, God. Um, yeah. I'll change the direction, I guess. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are very much now, now, now. I remember back when I, was, when I was young, we used to have, like, actual arguments where we would debate, you know, the outcome of... Okay, should we move to the next point? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we would have actual arguments where we would like debate the, ne- the answer to something and we would d- disagree with each other and then we would just walk away and not know who was correct. Do you remember those days when you, you couldn't just immediately look it up on your phone of who was correct? Yeah. And now it's just like you just pull it up and you have the world's biggest encyclopedia of answers right there. We want answers now. And God just doesn't work that way. Um, it says this in Psalm 37, 7. I think this is beautiful. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way and over the man who carries out his evil devices. That's Psalm 37. And it's important to know this too. Um, if we're sitting there in our prayer and we keep asking the question, when, it's that's not waiting patiently. That's actually being impatient. If my wife is pregnant and I'm sitting there and I'm going, when are you going to have the baby? And she's like, well, nine months. I'm like, but when? And I just keep saying, and we get closer, I go, when? When? When are you going to do this? That's not me being patient. That's me knowing that's something that I cannot control. There's an answer coming. The, 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 we, this will end. It's not patient to continue to ask the same question over and over. It's the same thing with God. We must be patient in the way trusting and knowing that he will respond. He does hear you. He does hear the things that you're bringing to him. It doesn't help us if we're, if we're impatiently waiting. And I think a lot of the silence that we're talking about is made, um, the difficult part is it's, it's rooted in lack of patience. Like we, we want to know the answer to our prayer right now, so we feel like if we keep talking, it's going to get answered. Um, but that's not always the case. Yeah, exactly. And I think the next one, number four, kind of dovetails right in there. That listening requires endurance. Why? Because sometimes a race is difficult. It, it is. Um, this is the other side of patient waiting. Most Greek words translate patience in, in the New Testament to active words or action. So just listen to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, in the King James Version, if you're using that, what you're going to read is this. Let us with patience run the race. That word 
is translated endurance. It means we endure. And as we run the race, we are called to, we do so, persevering toward the goal, in, enduring the trials, um, expectantly waiting for the promise to, feel, to be fulfilled. So as we wait patiently, as our ears are open to the Lord, it calls us to a life of, of endurance, to running with patience, this race is set before us, because sometimes the race is difficult, but we have confidence, and that's the last one. That's the last one. For those of you impatient people out there, don't worry, we're already to number five, okay? Yeah, so, go. number five is confidence. Yeah. And this one, I believe, is super, super important. And all of these are rooted in confidence. Um, you wouldn't pray if you didn't have confidence, but Nehemiah prayed as though something would happen. Like, he didn't, just, he didn't feel like he was just lifting up his prayers. And I want to say this to the church. We have to drop the prayer that begins with, God, like, if you're real, would yeah. you do this? Yeah. Like, God, if, if you hear me, if we did that in any other relationship, it would be manipulative and also shows a lack of trust. If I looked at my wife and said, if you loved me, would you do this every day? Don't you think that would get old? Yeah. Don't you think that would hurt? Confidence is something that we must have. And we need to realize our Father is listening. I was thinking about this. Ellie, um, she, she is a wild, she's my daughter. She's a wild one. She's a, she's a wild little kid, and I love her to death. And when she was sleep training, um, as parents know, there's this, there's this difficult stage in which the kid will be crying and you have to not respond. Like you have to not go into the room. And it's a really difficult spot. Because the kid is sitting there and they've got their hands up. And I think that they somehow look at the, the baby monitor in a certain way. And they know you can see them. And they're like, please, dad. And they call you by name. Like, dad, please, come. I need you. I, I, I need to be held. That's what, they, that's what they think. They think that if you just pick them up. And you hold them one more time, it's going to make them feel better. If they think that if you come in and you sing a song, it's going to make them feel better. If, they, if you come in and you give them the right blankets and tuck them in one more time, it's going to make them feel better. And we have these moments with God where we're at, these, we're at retreats or we're in prayer and we're having these moments and God does intervene and we think that's what we need. But sometimes what we need to realize is that what we need is rest. And that's what the, my daughter needed. My daughter needed rest in that moment. And so... As her father, because I love her, I don't intervene. I, I stand outside the door <laughs> and I listen anxiously yeah. and I hear what she's saying, but always intervening is not always the right answer. And, but we need to still be confident that our father is outside the door, he's listening, he's hearing, and he's, he's giving us what we truly, truly need in life, which sometimes is silence. Yeah, and I, I, there's this old old program, um, Father Knows Best. Did you? Nope. That? Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's out there, you know, somewhere. <laughs> I, it's beyond my time. I watch well, like Spongebob and anyway, stuff. Yeah. Confident, right? <laughs> confident that God knows best for our life. So my, my daily prayer um, list involves this scripture. It's just what I call my watch list. And I have prayers down here and things I'm lifting to the Lord, but it comes from Psalm chapter 5. And it really kind of builds on this idea of being confident in the Lord. 
Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Heed the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray in the morning. O Lord, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. And I think what the psalmist is saying is, look, like we just lift our prayers to him. We're waiting patiently. We're, we're listening. And now just confidently watch what you do. I'd like to ask you a question, then we're going to pray. So you kind of look at the list here. Don't, don't go like, oh, yeah, I need all five of those in my prayer, kind of that listening thing. I'm just going to encourage you to, would you just select one? What is Jesus speaking to you about right now? Is it like silence? Like, so you're going to build this into your, to your prayer life? May, you know, just, you're going to stop talking so much. I mean, I resonate with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. How about the outside noise or the inside noise? Which one are you going to plug your ears to? Patience? That's hard. Mm. Endurance? Because sometimes the race is difficult. And listening calls us into that. And how about confidence? I mean, like, waiting for him. So we're going to pray in just a moment. And sometimes, for some of us, we kind of open up our hands like this, right? We go like, God, here, here's what I'm giving to you right here. And so take this and help me in this area. For some of us, we don't, and that's okay. Um, but we open up our hearts. And so as Josiah leads us in prayer, which one is he speaking to you about? Can you just imagine? I thought about this earlier. Can you just imagine... What it would be like if all of us in this faith community, online, in person, became listeners of God. Can you just imagine what, what it would be like as we advance the kingdom forward here locally and globally? I think it would be amazing. Yeah. So Why don't we stand and we'll pray this morning and then we'll jump back into worship. But Lord, we, uh, we know that you give yourself fully to those who are fully present with you. And Lord, a lot of times the biggest hurdle we have to get over in order to being fully present with you is ourselves. So Lord, today I would just pray that in this room, whether it needs to be uh, some humbling on our parts to stop talking, to get out of the way, to listen, or even God, just that we would have the confidence of knowing that uh, faith in you moves mountains. And we don't need to have all the answers right now. We don't need to know when everything's going to be answered. But Lord, I pray as we are listening, in the meantime, we would be able to still live out your will. We would still be able to live out your purpose, as Tom talked about. And that our prayers that we do speak would be prayers that are asking, how can we be a part of this gospel? Lord, I pray that everyone in this room who is seeking answers, who is trying to listen to God, trying to hear it out, maybe you're frustrated, you've never heard the voice of God or, or one of those things. I just pray that maybe in the silence you would find that peace. And knowing that your Father is right outside the door and he's listening and he's with you. I believe in this season that's an important thing to remember. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this amazing day. And as we sing this song, let it just be an anthem as to, as to our, how our hearts are feeling towards you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
gracious to you, Lord, turn. 